Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome again to another rendition of our uh, podcast, uh, the High Master in Financial Engineering podcast. I have with me um, um, Rodrigo uh, Petricioli, um, who is uh, an MFE. And um, he's been working on an interesting project having to do with multi-factor investing. So what is multi-factor? You know, Rodrigo is going to tell us all about it. He's going to be tell us a little bit about his background. And then uh, let's get right into it, uh, Rodrigo. Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you for having me. So I'm Rodrigo Petricholi. I'm originally from Mexico City. A uh, little bit of my background, uh, I have an undergrad degree in actuarial science and some experience in real estate investing, investing. And I am currently on the master's in financial engineering program at Lehigh University. Uh, just actually just graduating this semester. So uh, last, last stretch here. Um, and I'm here to talk about uh, uh, my research project, capstone project that I did during my um, master's program which is multi-factor investing. Um, so the basics here is what is factor investing first? Um, in a very general broad sense, factor investing is just try to use explanatory variables or factors to um, generate excess returns or to try to uh, predict certain movements. Uh, the most common approach to factor investing is, uh, again, to try and generate excess returns. But in this case, for my re research project, I, I, th I thought it would be interesting to try and give it a, a new approach. Uh, and I tackled it in more of a risk management, um, as a risk management project or problem in this case. Um, and the objective here was to try and build a portfolio management strategy based on an individual's specific risk appetite or risk profile. Um, so I, that, that's a, a general overview of, of what the project is, I guess more, more, uh, in detail, we'll get to that uh, a bit later. So, um, uh, Rodrigo, you mentioned actual science. What is that again? Yeah. Actual science, uh, the way I like to explain it is to, it's, it's the use of math and statistic towards very specific problems. Generally, it's used for insurance and risk uh, management issues, uh, but it's also widely used for financial, uh, in the financial industry, um, given that it does have a lot of statistics and math that could be used towards the finance industry. 
Okay, so um, so that makes sense then for you to be in, in that program and, and looking at what, what you're looking at country because math is your thing. Uh, but multi-factor obviously is, is um, using portfolio management. So I guess the question is, what were you trying to do in your research? So the main objective was to find a tool or create a tool that could work as a risk management um, measure towards any existing portfolio, meaning I could adjust um, a portfolio's allocation to better manage the risk expectancy or the risk tolerance of any certain uh, individual. I think I think the, the, the general idea was based off um, the potential recession we're living in right now uh, and that people are mostly focused on getting excess returns and maximizing returns when at the same time they um they're not focusing on the risk management side of things which i think it's incredibly important uh, especially in times like this right i mean this is something that always comes up which is people uh, are I, square yeah i can hear people, that. yeah yeah people are squarely focused on the returns which is i guess it's a lot easier to calculate because you could see it but the risk, you're right. You know how you measure that risk. How much risk are you taking for that return? That is what is more complicated, right? Yeah. I mean, um, so uh, how did you and, measure that risk? How did you? How did you come about? How did you? What did you do to measure that risk? So the the actual model uses uh, a relatively simple multiple. Uh, linear regression model uh, based off the Fama French three-factor model. Uh, Fama and French are, are these two academics, uh, well-renowned academics in finance that back in the 90s created uh, the, 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 this factor model, factor uh, investing was used uh, before that, but they came up with a three-factor model that basically expands with the original CAPM model, which is generally known in finance. Uh, what they say in, in a very broad sense is that we can explain um, the behavior of the market or of any specific portfolio with only three factors. In this case, they used a market factor, which is the market return the excess market return um, against the risk-free rate, a size factor, which basically tells us that small market cap companies tend to outperform larger market cap companies in the long term, and a value factor, um, which generally basically is um, or is explained as value stocks generally outperform growth stocks. Um, so what they found out was that 
with only using these three factors, we have an enormous amount of explanatory power here. So we can take advantage of this uh, explanatory power with only a, as I said, a relatively simple multiple linear regression. And we can measure um, the betas of, of each of these factors. Betas here are nothing more than the risk of each factor measured as the, the change in the portfolio that you're trying to measure against um, these this, this three factors um, in this case. Okay, so so what did you what what was the um, what was your finding? I mean, I understand you you replicated the the index. I think you use a Dow thirty or whatever, right? To to um... correct. Um, so yeah, I, I at first I worked with uh, or I've been working with the Dow thirty. Um, Dow Jones Industrial Average Index as as my sample universe for for the companies to measure and try to allocate weight allocate weights within these thirty companies to measure the risks. Um, and basically, the the model that I built, what it does is it can work as both a index replication replication. Um, model as well as an active portfolio management tool, meaning as an index replication, it can allocate certain weights within the 30 um, companies within the Dow 30, but we can customize the risk factors or the risk sensitivities that we want. So for example, if I wanna replicate the Dow 30, but I want, it, what, I want my portfolio to be more exposed to the market factor or less exposed to the size factor, I can tweak the assumptions of the model and generate a new index um, that behaves like the Dow 30, but is more adjusted to my risk profile. So basically um, you readjust- And the same applies. I'm sorry, you basically yeah. readjusting, it allows you to, readjust the weight, the risky weight components accordingly based on how much risk you're willing to take. Correct. So say say the Dow 30 has a, a beta for the market of one um, and I want to be more exposed to the market. I want to be, uh, I, I want my portfolio returns to generate more return when the market um, when the market rises. So I tweak it so that my beta is greater than one. And I, 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 I need to generate certain allocation so that that beta is, is indeed greater than one. Um, so that's, that's, that, that is in an, in essence, what the model does. So you want to get paid for the risk essentially. I want to not necessarily get paid for the risk, but I, I want to know what my risks are. Um, I know I want to know how exposed am I, and if I'm too exposed, 
and I want less exposure, I want to know how to tweak my portfolio so that I, I adjust that uh, exposure. Uh, and, and as I mentioned before, in times of a recession, this is crucial to know because if you want um, to avoid certain risks, then you can lower your exposure to them by adjusting by just adjust, adjusting the weights within your uh, already existing. Oh, I see what you mean. So basically, we're entering a recession. We know an exposure is going to get hit. We don't want to be... We still want to be invested. So let's readjust the portfolio so that in case there is decline in stocks, I don't take too much of a hit by being, I don't know, exposed to Apple and Facebook and all these guys while we're losing that battle. So you, and, and, and of course, the problem that you're having is that you're using historical data, right? You're basing yourself on what has happened in the past. Correct. Um, and as, as with many um, models in finance, that, that is a big limitation. We only know what we've seen, but we, there's no way to know what we are going to um, see in the future. Unless you're able to incorporate what it is that people are thinking. But right now you're only using those three um, factors. You don't, you're not, because there's others, right, with more factors. Right? You, you could literally build your own factor model if you wanted to with other components. Yeah, yes. Uh, the There's uh, one big research paper that helped me uh, all the way through this that it's it's called the factor sue which basically tells us that there are so many factors right now that it's it's a sue out there that we don't know which ones are are good which ones aren't and and there's so many how do we pick the right ones um and a lot of a lot of big companies big firms what they're doing is they are actually creating their own factors and in the very abstract sense, a factor can be basically anything, um, anything that has enough explanatory power that relates to whatever you're trying to explain. Um, so what, what these big firms are doing is, okay, so there's a lot of factors out there. I don't know which of them are good, which worked for me. So basically I'm going to create one for my own. Um, and if they have the, the enough uh, resources, they can do that um, and actually work with them and tailor them specifically towards a, their needs, which is um, one of the, the, the powers of factor investing. So obviously you're a proponent in, in diversification uh, for obvious reason. Now, wh wh what would you say to someone like um, Warren Buffett, right? Where they told him, hey, how come you don't invest in real estate? And if you look at his portfolio right now, it's got about really 10 stocks. You know, I mean, he's got lots of stocks, but the, the main ones are the ones that are carrying the weight. He doesn't have 100 stocks. He doesn't have 30 stocks. He's got 10. You know, what, what would you tell him in terms of him saying, you know what? I don't like diversification because it forces me to invest in something I don't understand. Right. Um, and to that, I would say, uh, I mean, he, he is definitely a, a very well 
known investor and he knows what he's what he's doing yeah um and 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 i like it in 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 the way that he knows what he's investing in he knows um all the risk he knows his exposure to to certain risks um within his portfolio no matter how big or small it is and that's that's part of what i was trying to achieve here is don't just diversify for the sake of diversifying of course it's 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 um you know it's always beneficial to be diversified uh, especially in in times of of greater volatility um but the idea here is to better understand your exposures are you exposed to the market are you exposed to the market in the way that you want to be exposed to the market mm-hmm. um so if you only have those uh, uh if your portfolio is only made up of those specific 10 stocks then uh and i'm sure he he knows this but um a Warren Buffett should know what his exposure is towards certain movements, uh, potential movements in, in the market, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, basically what you're telling us is, well, he does the same thing, really, except he does it in his head, right? He knows the risks involved in those 10 stocks. Um, you know the risks involved in those 30 Dow stocks. Um, and I, and I, and I guess he's, he's doing kind of the same thing, but he's not, he, he is doing diversification, frankly, he doesn't have one stock. He's got 10. It's just that for him, it's diversified the way he wants it because he, he understands the risk the same way when you, you do your work on a Dow 30, you understand the risks involved. Um, exactly. And, and, and here, what, what I'm doing is not necessarily, um, a traditional value investing as as, as Warren Buffett uh, famously does mm. um, I, I want to use the computational powers and the the, the yeah the computational powers of, of quant finance um, to better understand however many uh, stocks are in my universe um, so I don't get into the actual weeds of the company and what it does, but I know how if if I'm investing in that company, I know how my risk shifts and I know how my expected returns can uh, vary given certain um, quantifiable factors in this case. And, and you were able to replicate, when we say replicate, what do we mean you were able to replicate the Dow 30 using... Um, yeah when 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 i say replicate here uh is two things uh one is i need to use the same um universe of companies so i do need to invest in the same 30 companies but however by replicating you don't necessarily need to invest in the 30 you can invest in less than the 30 companies um and get similar um, a similar risk exposure. Uh, the whole thing about my, my project is to be able to customize your risk exposure. So if you want to be exactly as exposed to the, the these three factors as the Dow 30, 
then yeah, go ahead and buy the Dow 30. But if you want to be uh, more exposed to the value factor, then we can create a portfolio that is more exposed than the Dow 30 with the same 30 companies. Um, so in a sense, replicating what the Dow 30 does, uh, but adjusting to a specific risk profile. Okay. So, um, I mean, you've been working at this for a while, I think. I mean, it's not just a capstone. You started this a year ago or something, right? Yeah, it's been a bit more than a year. Um, and you used, uh, what did you use uh, as a, what kind of a tool did you use to do this? What kind of coding language did you use? Uh, so I used Python uh, for, for all of it, for all the analysis. Um, and I use, well, here's, here's the thing about, about this project and how, why I was attracted to it at first is it has the main three components of what I think financial engineering is which is the computer science side of things, which in this case, I use Python for, for all the coding and, and it, it actually got computer intensive. Um, it does have a lot of the finance, meaning factor investing and risk uh, and, and whatnot. And it has some of the math as well, uh, meaning I used optimization tools uh, and statistic tools, multiple linear regression, um, so I brought in the, the three main components of what uh, I like about financial engineering. And also we should point out that you worked uh, without naming names, but you worked with a, with a firm in Philadelphia um, to help guide you, uh, an asset management firm, to help you guide you through this process, which makes it, you know, keeps it real, basically. That's not just a research project. And they keep telling us yeah, how this stuff yeah. is used in, 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 in real life. Correct, correct. Uh, right. At first, it actually was uh, a more general abstract research project. And with with uh, working with with these guys, uh, we managed to steer it in the direction that it could become an actual tool that could work in the industry uh, using their, their expertise on what they're seeing uh, in the industry itself. So yeah, that was definitely very helpful. Well, thanks, uh, Rodrigo, for this uh, primer on uh, what you've been working on and on multi-factor. Uh, hopefully you you land uh, something interesting out there and uh, best of luck and thanks a lot for your time on, on the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me.